0: Hey, everybody, it's Eddie Trunk, and you are listening to The Hook with Jay Scott. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It is The Hook Rocks, and I'm your host, Jay Scott. Thanks for tuning in once again. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts. You can catch my friends like Carmen Peace and Vinnie Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast, as well as Martin Popoff, Mistress Carrie... Tom and Zeus from the Shout Out Loudcast, Decibel Geek, and Mac from the Ugly American Werewolf in London across the pond. Check out all those great podcasts and more on Pantheon Podcasts. You can follow them on Pantheon Pods on all social media platforms. And you can follow the Hook Rocks wherever you podcast, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, Apple, or Google. We are available. We've had some great episodes for you lately. We just had some great new music spotlights. The most recent is Native Sons. Prior to that, we had Stone Broken and Bastet from the UK, as well as some other great bands too, as well like Joyous Wolf and Georgia Thunderbolts. So check all those out and more. We I think we've got close to 150 right now. So we've also just recently had Mark Tremonti talking about his new album, Mark Tremonti Sings Frank Sinatra, as well as Joe Satriani, Scott Gorham from Thin Lizzy, and Ty Tabber from King's X. And don't forget to check out our Quarterly review the top albums in the first quarter of 2022 with my friend Chris Corradetti. Check out all that and more. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download so you get all the latest and greatest Hook Rocks episodes right to your phone. And we've got another great new music spotlight for you this evening. We'd like to welcome in Juliana. She's from the band Band Inc. from Boston, Massachusetts, a band that is Rising they just released their new single a couple months ago Midnight Rider we're going to talk about that and more what's going on Juliana how are you
1: I'm doing great I'm so happy to be here today how are you doing
0: Doing well doing well thank you again for doing us I appreciate it
1: Awesome and, thank uh, you for having me
0: <laughs> And as always we like to always ask the first our first time guest The same first question we always do, which is really what our show is all about. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a band, an album, a song, or performance that hooked them on rock and roll. What was it for you?
1: Absolutely. So that's an awesome question. Um, So for me, what got me into even performing even like loving rock music for me the band that got me into it and specifically the hook uh, the band led zeppelin black dog was like the first rock riff that i heard that i was like all right i want to know more about this genre i want to know more about this band so that was that was the first one for me i would have to say
0: <laughs> that's an excellent first song to hear where did it go from there from from led zeppelin black dog
1: Absolutely. So after that, it's, um, it's a funny story. So I used to do, um, after school programs, uh, as a kid. So I would leave school. I'd go to a music school down the street and I would play in a program and they would put all the kids in one room and be like, all right. Let's all pick a song that we'll learn, and next week when we'll come back, we'll jam. And it was Black Dog. That was like the first song, and after that, I was like, all right, every song I'm gonna request is just gonna be classic rock. So then I got into bands like Boston. Uh, then I would get into bands like Iron Maiden and then Queen, and just all those songs. And I got just sucked into the void of rock music, and I've never escaped it. And I'm glad because I I love it. It's my favorite genre, and I, I just have always been interested in rock music, the history of rock music, you know, just, just all, all that, all that in the circle of rock. <laughs>
0: as far as you getting hooked on rock and roll, you mentioned Black Dog and you mentioned being in that program, you know, was there a moment that you wanted to be on stage? Was it, like when you first heard Black Dog, was it a curiosity about the music? You wanted to hear more. What, what was that next step for you? Where hey, I love this music. Now I wanna. Now I wanna perform. And be on stage.
1: Exactly. So um, for me, it's funny because I um I love performing on stage now, but a few years ago, and it, part of part of it still creeps up now and then. I've always been very shy. And I've always been the one kid to keep to themselves always in the corner. And so listening to that music inspired me to want to perform and, you know, help me express myself because something that I am not very or was not very good at and still sometimes I'm not very good at is expressing myself with words and, you know, communication and music has always been a way to help me show people who I am. So like, loud and angry music has always just been a way of me being like, yeah, this this really represents who I am and who I want to show who I am, you know, so I I listening to music like that, I'm like, all right, I am terrified of being in front of people, so I'm going to force myself to go on stage and just kind of perform and, you know, give it the best that I can give and just kind of, you know, express myself to everybody.
0: So was it a a sense of getting a release or getting you know to overcome a fear of of you know because you were shy or mm-hmm. you know was it you know seeing a performance that electrified you that said hey this is this could be this could be my path out of my shell
1: exactly that's an awesome question for me it's um it's really to me like you mentioned. If there was a performance, so it's like a a little short story that I have. So I'm my best friend in the whole world is my grandpa, and he's the reason why I do music. And I'll never forget. Um, he has an office that I used to spend a lot of time in, and he one night was just listening to music really loud, and I was like, I wonder what he's listening to. So I went upstairs and sat next to him, and he was watching. It was Queen Wembley Live, and it was Freddie Mercury with the jacket. And I remember just watching that and being like, this, this man has like the eye of like thousands and thousands of people. He has them like in the palm of their hand. Like it's so amazing what he's doing. And he's just, just a man singing in front of a crowd, but they're all interacting with him. They're all participating with the show. And that to me, I looked at that and I said, I want, I want to do something like that. I want to play in front of a crowd of people and, you know, Have them join in with me, join in on the fun, because when I go see a show, I want to be a part of this show. You know, I want to be in a room full of people that love the same music that I love and feel like they're a part of something, which is what I love about music. It unifies us all together. So that was something that really helped me say like oh i want to pursue music and i want to play in front of people that was really a performance that i don't think i'll I'll always have that as a memory going to my grandpa's office and watching that with him and i'm like who is he's telling me the whole history of like queen and everything so that was probably the point that i was like all right i want to do music forever
0: (laughs) that performance that you mentioned is an absolute incredible performance I, i always think of the play back and forth between him and the audience for under pressure,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the way he's guiding the audience through this vocal exercise
1: mm-hmm.
0: is just absolutely tremendous. I don't, I don't know if anyone could do it quite like Freddie could do it. Uh, no, it was, he... it's an absolutely remarkable performance.
1: Exactly, and that's he. To me, he's my favorite number one frontman of all time. I think that you know what he did will never be done again. Um, And I, you know, even as a songwriter, you know, he was, he was like a, a 10 out of 10 and everything performer, a songwriter, musician, vocalist. To me, he's like the perfect musician.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's very interesting how a performance like that, when you see the huge crowd and you see the band, and there's the lead singer being the maestro of, of the performance, and being that gateway to that synergy between the band and the performance. Cause it really, it really comes from the lead singer. Sometimes it comes from the guitar player, but, mm-hmm. but more likely than not, it, it's the lead singer that kind of leads the way and how, when you see something like that, there's a beauty in it. There's, yes. You know, the music is loud and the music can be chaotic, but there's a beauty in that synergy.
1: Mm-hmm. And I agree a hundred percent. It's like, you know, Uh, the band is like it would you know without a a member it would be lost you know but like I don't know what it is with Queen like you would you would sail the ship you know take it away
0: (laughs) on a smaller scale to that I don't know if you've ever been to a Butch Walker concert
1: no I have not no Uh,
0: Butch Walker um he's a big producer in Mm -hmm. rock music but he's got his own solo career and he's been in bands like Marvelous Three, and he's had his own solo stuff. He's produced everyone from Pink to, uh gosh, I mean, you name it, he's, he's produced them. But he goes, he does, he plays small theaters and clubs when he does his solo stuff. And, you know, 2000 people, 1500 people, and he gets so much playback or sing back from the crowd. You know, it's a smaller scale, like I said, but it's just it's just a a remarkable performance whenever he does that in the crowd is singing the lyrics, singing the lyrics to an artist that is really not well known. That's how much music can connect with people.
1: I agree 100 percent. It's awesome. Like even with our with our song Midnight Rider, we do shows. And, you know, you hear people in the crowd like Midnight Rider and like that makes my heart explode. I'm like, wow, like because, you know, you write something and you put it out in the world and, you know, you can hope that people can, you know, enjoy it and listen along to it and add it to their catalog of music that they listen to on their day to day lives. So it's it's a wonderful feeling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. As far as writing goes, you mentioned being shy and Mm -hmm. how music gave you the ability to express yourself. How important is songwriting and how important are lyrics to you when you are going through that process?
1: Uh, it's uh, very, very important to me. It's something that I have in my day-to-day life. I love songwriting. Um, like I mentioned, like, you know, being like a shy and quiet person, it's tough to express yourself because, you know, you just it, keep to yourself. So mm-hmm. for me, songwriting combines two of my favorite mm-hmm. things with things which is music and helping me communicate you know so I songwriting to me I write about everything to me observation is key I keep keep my eye on everything I have a journal with me I take everywhere or if I don't have it with me I just type stuff out on my phone so like Midnight Rider we'll use that as an example so going back a few steps I mentioned uh, my grandfather and he's someone who had a big who has a big impact on my life and I wanted to write a song about him because he's very important to me. And I thought, you know what? He's important to me and I see him every day. So I want to write something about him. And it's observation. I see him every day. So I know what to write about. And so I just wrote a song because he rides motorcycles. I was like, Oh, he's uh, I, you got trouble. You call when you need that sim. I call him when I'm in trouble, you know? So, um, and it's, it's just something that I love to do. I love writing about, you know, stuff that I see stuff that I go through, stuff that, you know, either my close friends, you know, stuff, stuff that just happens around my life. And I'm able to write about, I add to my music and it just helps a lot to create and, you know, add more.
0: (laughs) You're going through that process as a, as a shy person and using that as an outlet. And you mentioned being observant, being observant Mm -hmm. in your own life, being observant of others, when you do observe things and you're trying to write a song about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know how, what are those steps that you go through how do you connect with that situation
1: it's it's definitely like every situation like i always look at and i always say like you know how do i feel about this like if i had a specific day i was like you know i had a really good day today i'm going to write positively you know this is how i felt Like, you know, or I think about like a past situation where I didn't feel as great. You know, I probably had a, you know, I was kind of down. So I kind of look at it. I'm like, all right, I was sad this day, but I could turn it into something positive, turn it into music. And, you know, if I put it out there, you know, I can hope that if someone hears it, they can think, you know what? I'm not the only one that's going through this right now. You know what I mean? Like they can, they can not feel alone. And to me, I always, you know, there's a connection between that. You know, you want to create something that not only you yourself like went through, you want to ensure others like, I'm not the only one that's going through this. You know what I mean? Like, um, just it's, it's really a way of communication in the music and the lyrics. You know, it's, it's like having a conversation with people. It's, it's definitely a magical experience. I would say,
0: <laughs> you know, having that conversation. You always I don't want to say run the risk, but you you but once you write a song mm-hmm. and you write about something you observe or something happening in your life, once it's out there, the audience then owns it in terms mm-hmm. of how they perceive it and what what how that makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Is, is it important for you to maintain what you feel and, and transfer that over to the audience or is it, is it something that once you make it, you know, it's now theirs and you're comfortable with the fact that they may determine it, some, something different from
1: it? That's a tough question because I never looked at it that way, but it's very interesting because, like, I don't know how to answer. It's like when I when I make music, I always try to make it as clear as possible. Like, I'll give you a little sneak peek. We have a song coming out soon. And I made it very obvious that it's like a breakup song you know all the words lead to you know love or romance and then you know I try to always base it off of at least one theme um like other songs that we have like I have a song we have a song <laughs> it's we're gonna be releasing soon too like um past the line that's the name of the song and the like the meaning behind the song would have to be like... I'm always in the same situation. And when I'm always in the same situation, everybody always comes and asks me for help. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can see it in the lyric form. So I try to make it as obvious as possible, but you're right. Some people can look at it differently. And I've, you know, I, I'm okay with it because I like to interpret things differently with other, with other songs as well, with other artists. I, I like to look at it from different point of views. Um, so I'm going to have to say I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, if if there's a different situation you're going to, but you connect with the words and the music makes you feel happy and feel better, I'll, I'm okay with it, <laughs> you know?
0: That creative process, you know, with the band, Inc., um, you're the front woman of the band. How does that – how does that creative process – how do you handle that creative process with – people's input in the band, or are you the singular creator of of
1: what the music is? Oh, that's an awesome question. So for the longest time, Band Inc. was uh, like a hired-gun situation. It's very hard to find steady band members because everyone, as you know, in, in, the, in this day, like everyone plays in 10 different bands, which is, it's so hard to find people that are like, yeah, steady lineup, you know, one weekend they're there, one weekend they're here. But, um, yeah, for the longest time, it was just me. I would write all the songs, you know, keep everything just, it would always be me that would be at the show all the time, just different band members. Um, right now, uh, we have a steady, really awesome guitar player, Victor Adriel. Uh, we, we co-write music together. It's awesome. He's an incredible musician. And for drums, we, we have always a, a different drummer depending on the area. When we're back home, we have a steady drummer. when we're in LA, we have a drummer there, but as of now, it's me and him rocking out, you know, <laughs> it's definitely a lot of fun.
0: As far as this year goes, you just released the song Midnight Rider a couple months ago. You've got a new one coming out. Uh, what mm-hmm. is the plans for Band Inc. in 2022?
1: So we got an exciting, exciting year. So we uh, we just got back from Nashville, recorded some stuff. Um, we will be releasing a single very, very soon. Uh, beginning of summertime, it will be out, and it's definitely different from Midnight Rider. Heavier, got a really fun song to it, and I'm just so excited to get it out there for everyone to hear.
0: Is there going to be more singles and EP? What What are the plans for that?
1: For sure. So we definitely have this single coming out. Uh, probably another one after that, and then the EP should be out. Uh, you know, by the mid-summertime. So this summer is going to be explosive. A lot of music coming out.
0: <laughs> and and touring and playing live. What are yes. your plans there?
1: Very, very busy. So right now, uh, you know, we've been playing a lot. We just got back from Nashville, like I said. End of the month, we're doing a string of tours. Dates down in Florida. Going to be a lot of fun. June, we're on the West Coast. Uh, we actually just got booked a show in Vegas. So June 8th, we're in L.A. Vegas is June 9th. Then we go back to the West Coast, the end of June and July. We got dates in New York. We're going all over the place. It's definitely a lot of fun. So one thing that I do suggest is if anyone wants to see us, you know, on social media, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, we also have a website, uh, www bandinkrocks.com you can find everything there but i always recommend the social media because we put everything up there pictures new merch um so for that facebook i would type out b-a-n-d comma i-n-c uh, instagram at b-a-n-d underscore i-n-c can find us there and spotify same thing just Band ink
0: when you look at where you're at now and you know starting out primarily as It's you and a bunch of hired guns. Now a band is starting to formulate, you know, with a guitar player. And it's, you know, you're you're moving forward with that. What excites you the most about present day banding, present day Juliana?
1: Uh, That's an awesome question because I'm always just so excited with everything going on now. Um, I'm just excited to get all of our music out there for everyone to hear um definitely excited for the new single to come out some more singles to come out and even the EP that's coming out later this year um and what it what's so exciting for me is going out and meeting new people new supporters who like the band and just really everything that's been happening now is just it, it's like a dream come true for me really i get to live my dreams of playing music writing music putting it out for all to hear it, it really is a dream come true and you know that's it's just so much more too you know
0: you know going back to your writing style observant you know shy having you know, things shut down and not mm-hmm. being able to perform how you want to how much of an effect did that have on that process
1: it it had a, a large effect because you know around like 2019 i got really comfortable with where i was i was like okay i'm no longer I still am a little shy, but I'm at least able to put myself in front of a crowd of people and perform. And then all of a sudden, like the world shut down again. I'm like, okay, here I am huddled into myself again, you know. So it was tough because I was kind of put in that same place that I used to be in. And then, you know, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to write about how I feel, you know, try to get it out there. And, you know, got to be creative with it. It was definitely tough because, you know, what music, what we musicians do is we're always in an environment full of people, you know, we're playing out, we're always meeting new people traveling. So it was really tough, you know, but it gave me time to reflect and, you know, write and really just, you know, create as much as I could.
0: (laughs) How, how did you as an artist get better during the pandemic?
1: practice <laughs> yeah, a Always lot of time hard. for it right I know <laughs> you know practice uh bettering at bettering my instrument skills, you know, playing the bass, uh bettering my writing skills, just writing, 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 singing. I, oh my god, I was singing all over the house, singing my favorite tunes, you know, singing some new songs that I was writing, and just, you know, practice, repetition, keep going, keep going cuz that's what I do every day, you know. I write at least I try to get something out once a day practice my bass, you know, sing a few tunes, you know, sing while I'm doing stuff, you know, running errands, kind of sing a tune. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, just practice. That's really how I try to better myself, even during the pandemics. All I did was practice.
0: <laughs> is is Band Inc., are you, as an artist, still chasing after a sound? Are you still developing your sound?
1: Uh, I was actually thinking of this because, like, for a while, we we didn't have a sound, you know I've always wanted to do that classic rock sound, you know But I also wanted to have sort of like a heavier sound to it So if you picture like classic rock, a little bluesy, you know Like that kind of 70s vibe But also the new modern rock age, which is like heavy rock You know, you got a little bit of that drop tuning going on <laughs> So... Over these past few months with all the originals, I'm glad to say that we do have a sound now. And you'll be hearing it a lot in the new music. You know, Midnight Rider has that, you know, that tuned down kind of sound, but it's also classic. But with the newer stuff, we're making it just a little bit more heavier with a little bit of a drive to it. So I think we've established a sound as of now.
0: (laughs) How does that sound come to be for you? Is it just all the influences you have? Is it something that you hear in your head? you know how do you how do you go after something like that
1: it's definitely uh, some influences as well like i mentioned before like zeppelin is a big influence to me i grew up just listening to zeppelin but also bands like motorhead um hailstorm uh dorothy too she's a big in- influence to me just
0: saw her live
1: oh you did how was that <laughs> she was
0: fantastic yeah oh
1: when yeah. she was here, I was in California. I was so mad. <laughs> and she wasn't even doing like shows on the West, but she's a big inspiration for me. But, um, a lot too, um, when I write, I like to, you know, think a lot of, okay, what, what could this sound like live? That's like a big thing that I like to think of because I, we play so much live. I want to think of like how the live experience is going to be. Like, what is that going to sound like? how can we turn it into like a studio form, but it's, it's a little bit of both. (laughs) Well,
0: I imagine for any young band that's out there, you know, you've, you've got an idea of what you want to sound like or what direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does take a while to kind of hone in on your sound, right. To kind of get that identifiable sound that, you know, it's your band. The moment you hear the first couple of notes, you know, and, and that's, that's, a challenge, you know, because everybody's coming up. Everybody's got influence. Some are the same. Some are different. What always amazes me, though, is how people have very similar influences yet they sound completely different. Exactly. Yeah. You know that it's, is some. Yeah, that, that's something that is just amazing about rock music.
1: It really is, and like something that I was taught many years ago is. You know, we're artists, we all have different fingerprints <laughs> and that fingerprint is going to be different than other artists, you know, and we try to make it as original as we can. You know, you turn on the radio, you hear Adele, you know, it's Adele because that's her sound. That's her her mm. fingerprint in the world, <laughs> you know, so it's, I definitely do agree. You know, we, we have influences, but we also so- can sound totally different sometimes. It, it really is amazing.
0: <laughs> well, I, I always make that comparison. You know the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin, both are influenced by virtually all the same artists. You know Muddy Waters, yeah. Howlin Wolf, and they sound completely different. They don't even sound like they were. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just so amazing how that happens.
1: Mm -hmm. it it really is and it's like you know you hear about all these i think about that often because in the 70s you know they all had the same influences but they take it and they make it their own and it sounds totally different even though two people listen to the same artist you know what i mean they change it it's really incredible
0: (laughs) you know you you talk or we talk about you know the state of rock i think the state of rock is in a great place with the new bands that are coming up, I really do. I think, you know, there was a dry spell there, for, you know, for a while. And of course, before the pandemic, you know, there was a big question of where the genre was going. And who would have thought that during a pandemic? For me, at least, what I see, rock seems to be growing. Rock seems to have more of an impact uh, than it did 2017, 2016. There's these all these great bands. You know, we just talked about Dorothy that just released a tremendous album that just came out too as well. There's so much more, you know. That has to make you feel good too. That I think there I I think more young people are becoming more interested and 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 hooked on rock music than before.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. Like 2017 to 2000, that was the time that I was starting high school, <laughs> and I remember being like you know kid in in a Catholic school <laughs> listening to like you know all these classic rock bands, and you know I I was always the one kid with headphones in. And, you know, I would try to, like, talk to people. I'm like, hey, do you guys, like, listen to any Queen, any Rollings? They're like, no, no, it's not my thing. But then I see these people five years later. They're like, oh, my God, I love all my records. <laughs> you know, like, all these old songs. I like, oh, it, you know, it's coming back now. I'm like, yeah, you know, because it... it, it It's just so nice to see that sound come back because it's a sound that I grew up listening to. I always wanted to have like to live in a world where people liked classic rock and was like, oh, man, I love this band. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, I like this one pop artist. Like people can actually talk about rock bands and new and up and coming rock bands, you know, bands that are new not just the bands of the past but you know it's definitely something that I'm so happy to see you know a new a new awakening in the rock world
0: (laughs) I I agree my son who's a junior in high school when he started junior high he got on the bus the first day and he had a motorhead shirt on
1: I love it yeah
0: and everyone thought he worshiped the devil (laughs) you know and he got he's like he's like no one listens to rock music dad no one listens to I go give him time Give him time, <laughs> you yeah, know. Because I went to Catholic school, yeah. you know, when I was growing up, and I, I had an older brother, so he would always kind of bring records in the house, and I'd be listening to him. And my friends were listening to like Duran Duran and all that stuff, and I was listening to like Motley Crue and Van Halen and all that stuff. And I remember because he used to wear a uniform in Catholic school, yeah, and it was a powder blue shirt and navy blue pants, and I would wear this Motley Crue shirt underneath that had a skull with handcuffs going through the eyes
1: and everything i love it i love it and all my
0: and all the nuns all the penguins were like yelling at me and everything and i'd get in trouble all the time so yeah it's it's your spirit right
1: it is i actually had the same experience so in catholic school we used to wear the uniform and about like two times a month like we could show up in like our our comfy clothes or like Mm -hmm. you know dressed on day and i wore a zeppelin shirt i got sent home but they were like that's the devil's music and i I never said anything during high school but the one time i did i said no this is god's music (laughs) and then i think that just got me in more trouble i mean come on they wrote the
0: song "Stairway to heaven they're telling you
1: how to get to heaven you know directions That was like my favorite moment all throughout high school. I never went to any dances, nothing. That was my prime moment.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if you know who Joey Casada is, but Joey Casada is this drummer that used to be in the band called ZO2, and they used to have this show on the independent film channel called called uh, Z Rock. Yeah, now he's he's touring with the uh, Eric Martin band, who wow. you know. So he's the drummer now for that, and he's a great guy. He's written a couple books, and he wrote this book. Um, start with a dream. It's his autobiography. He's from, you know, he's from New York yeah. and he has this great part in there where, because he had long hair, he went to Catholic school yeah. and there was this nun that was always on his ass about cutting his hair. And yeah. then finally he turned to the, you know, to the nun and he goes, well, Jesus never cut his hair.
1: I was going to say that Jesus <laughs> had long hair. Like, <laughs>
0: So, yeah. you know, Catholic school, when you tell me you went to Catholic school and I went to Catholic school and I know other musicians, there's like mm-hmm. a bond because we all kind of went there, through the same thing. You it's, know? Like,
1: it's like, I don't know, it's like this little like club of musicians that all <laughs> went to Catholic. It's like, oh, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: I almost got expelled because I had a Crocus album in my desk. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs>
0: and it was crazy. Like they were going to kick me out because the cover of the album had a woman in a skirt and she was doing a spin and you yeah. just saw like the bottom of her butt, you know, yeah. and yeah, it but... was on a cassette. It's not like it was blown up or anything like that. And I remember <laughs> the teacher took my cassette and she called my parents in and like, I thought I was done. I thought it was gone. So yeah, it was, it was very traumatic experiences back then.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, it's its own world, Catholic school, you know, and then mm-hmm. you, you leave and then you're like, yeah, I can rock out now, you know. Well, God
0: forbid you give the devil horns, you know, in I a know. Catholic school, it's like, we will start saying novenas for you. You know?
1: I know. It's, oh my, it's they definitely they definitely make you feel special. <laughs> you know, they always point you out.
0: <laughs> well, I learned how to I learned how to like sneak records in the house when I was younger because of that, um, sneak records in the school, because we yeah. would trade tapes, we would make mixtapes for each other.
1: That's so cool though. Like when in high school for me, like no one ever talked about music. Like I would never go to any dances because I would be playing out. But Mm -hmm. the only time that I would be like Actually, having fun in school was during study period. I, like, put my headphones in. No one knew I was listening to, like, the heavy metal <laughs> and all the classic I'm just, like, doing my homework. Like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here in three hours, and I can blast my music as loud as I want to, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's nice to see, like, my son, you know, as he's gotten older, now he's jamming with some of his friends and everything, and, and that's cool, because for a while, he was, like, the only one.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's 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 funny because now I reconnect with friends, and they're like, "Oh, like I definitely love this stuff. Like I love this album and everything." I'm like, "I'm glad you like it," you know. We get to bond over it now. You think know. Think about
0: how, think about all that time you wasted listening to crap. Yeah.
1: I know. I know. I was like, see what happens when you like take my advice with music. You get to hear the good stuff. You know. <laughs>
0: Well, Juliana, it's been great talking with you. It's been a blast. Um, great getting to know you. Can't wait for more music.
1: Thank and, you so much. And uh, look Thank forward so to that. For me. It's such a pleasure to be here today, and I really look forward to talking hopefully in the future maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. You're
0: welcome back anytime.
1: Thank you so much, Jay. Have a great rest of your day.
0: You do the same. And tell everybody where you can, where they can find you
1: absolutely so if anyone's interested in following me you'll get to see a lot behind the scenes of band ink and everything i'll spell it out because i have a portuguese and italian name so i'll get all the letters in so my name is juliana g-i-u-l-i-a-n-a lucia l-u-i-c-a emerald a-m-a-r-a-l and on instagram facebook that's my whole name just put at in front of it at, at juliana lucia emerald and you'll find me <laughs>
0: Awesome. The Bandits Band, Inc. The guest is Juliana. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other. We'll talk soon.
1: Leave me here, won't you see me cry? I don't even got no tears, I'm dry. Watch me beg and you see me try. Oh, I stay longer when there's no. Tired of wasting all my time. Oh, only me to die. You talk to me without a soul in you. How many times did I tell you? You know you broke my heart. Sick and tired of all your lies. Oh, leave me in the dark.